You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 250 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. 250 episodes. Woohoo! I know. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. It's so exciting. I almost need like some cheers and and champagne, but we're not organised, are we? (laughs) No, we're not organised, but um, regular listeners will know that uh, we're not shy about sharing champagne on the podcast. It's just that we are a bit disorganised, but we will do it again sometime soon yes maybe we should give listeners prior warning so that they can also get uh their champagne organized yeah maybe, well maybe we'll just future. do 260 episode champagne show or something so we can give everyone uh fair warning to to get themselves yeah, organized yeah. although and, and if you're in um uh the southern hemisphere particularly in melbourne today you could just pop your champagne bottle outside for five minutes and it'll be <laughs> nicely chilled. It's freezing and, and uh, uh, I think yesterday was the winter solstice, so southern hemisphere from oh, yes. today on, every day gets a minute longer. Yay! <laughs> oh, the joy. <laughs> All right, so what's been happening in Gina World? Oh, it's been a huge week, uh, lots of shoots, lots of running around, rocking in a corner for part of the week. You know, overwhelm, Val. Yeah, <laughs> You know I it know all it. too well. Uh, mm. But it's been um, a super exciting week. And i got to welcome all the new Goldies. We've got all these new Goldies come on board. So how exciting is that? Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, welcome to all of our new uh, Gold members um, it's so fantastic to have you in the community that from all walks of life, from all over the world, um, men and women, and it's fantastic. It's great to see so many different people who are into photography and we're very excited to take you guys to the next level. Um, and, of course, if you want to find out more about what in the world the gold community is, have a listen to this. Hey guys, are you an enthusiast or pro photographer who wants to take their photography to the next level? I'd love the opportunity to work with you and I want to introduce you to my Gold Community. The Gold Community is an educational resource where members get access to photography courses and regular tutorials. There's over 200 tutorials with more being added each month. In these tutorials, I take you on set with me and I share my thought process behind scouting locations, posing and directing models, lighting and post-production. You get to see the entire shoot from start to finish, from surface in Sri Lanka using a single speed light 
to character portraits on the streets of Sicily using daylight or high-end studio shoots where I share all my posing and connecting hacks. There's also regular photo critiques, monthly live calls and heaps more. As a member, you'll also have access to my exclusive Facebook group and online forum where you'll be able to connect with other members from all over the world. So what are you waiting for? Join the Gold community today and start taking the kind of photos you've always dreamed of. You can check it out at ginamilitia.com. All right, so one of our awesome gold members is actually Christy Hurd, and regular listeners will know that we've mentioned Christy in the past because she's been working on a fantastic personal project, which has just taken off. I love this project so much. It's absolutely clever, innovative, quirky, unique, all of those things, and um, we find out more about it, don't we, Gina? So tell us a little bit about Christy. Well, I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate 250 episodes than by sharing an interview with uh, one of the original So You Want to Be a Photographer's listeners. Christy's been listening since day one and an active member of the So You Want to Be a Photographer Facebook community, and she's also a founding uh, Gold member. And like, Her story is so amazing. I'm so excited by what's going on in in Christy's Mm. world that I had to share it with you guys and do this interview. So there is so much in this. Like, you know, Christy goes into like her life as a – do you know, she was a gaming rock star in her 20s and she was one of the – graphic artist who worked on the original uh, game of Tomb Raider. Like that's rock star stuff. And then she told us about her passion for fast cars and (laughs) – there's a, a mention of meeting Bon Jovi that we talk about in the um, in the interview there, Val, and and then she she talks talks us through um, her her experience in uh, developing her own unique style, and this is such an important thing for photographers to do. It's all well and good that as you're learning to uh, mimic the style of other other artists, and we we actually encourage it. Uh, when you're learning the craft, you want to find the photographers whose work resonates with you and you might imitate it just to learn your own style. But if you want to get that success as a photographer and really stand out, it's so important that you carve your own niche and find your own style. And and Christy really embraced that and, and found all her her, her her quirky loves and uh, and found this beautiful unique style and she's gone on to create this amazing book which um <laughs> we talk about this in the interview as well there there has been um interest from like a major paris fashion house that wants to collaborate with her so in this interview she shares uh, how her love of photography got started her early influences and she also had early success as a pro photographer and some of the hurdles and struggles she uh, found along the way and then finding her passion for photography again and then how she discovered and developed this unique style 
and, you know, the benefits that she's discovered from finding that unique style and developing it. And then she also shares, generously shares some of the gear and lighting techniques that she uses for this. So shall we have a listen? Absolutely. So here we go. Christy Hurd. Christy Hurd, welcome to the show. How are you going? I'm great. Thank you. It's a real privilege to be speaking to you. So thank you for inviting me to speak on your podcast. I'm excited to have you on the show. Now, we've known each other for many years now because you've been a, uh, a regular listener to the podcast. Did you come on when we first started? Yeah, it was about, well, I've been um, part of this listening to the podcast for about four years. Yeah. 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 And then um, you've also been a member of the Gold community probably since the start as well. So you've you've been a member since about 2016. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, I was a a founding member of the Gold community, which I'm very proud of. So yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I know you really well because, you know, you've been uh, like a lot of the listeners who share the work. You just get to know people. Um, But so before we get started, where in the world are you? I'm in a place called Dundee in Scotland. Uh, Dundee's just been voted the place to visit in 2019. So it's it's a very creative city. There's a lot of buzz about it at the moment. So you might have seen seen some of it in the news uh, with the V&A coming to the city last year. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. I was close last year. I didn't get there, but I do. I really want to visit. It was actually one of the first um, international gigs that I got was out of Dundee with a, a magazine called Shout. Did you read that as a kid? Shout. I do remember Shout. Yeah, gosh. So I used to That's amazing. All, all the neighbours uh, stuff for them and all the home and away and Valerie was the journalist so her and I had a little uh quite a little regular gig going with them for for many many years so like yeah I know I know Dundee well but I've never been there so um I'm hoping you've got to come Gina oh for sure for sure and um where are you working there so you've got a day like you've got you've got a quite a bit going on at the moment, you just want to fill us in on uh, what you're doing. You've got a day job and then you're doing some study and then you're also uh, working on this book. Uh, fill us in. Okay, so um, I'm working at the University of Dundee, which is a great university. It's given me great opportunities to develop myself as a person, um, both you know on a personal level and professionally. Um, but also I'm currently undertaking a master's in design for business, um, which has been great. I've been doing that since September. Um, uh, so I like to challenge myself. I'm doing it full time as well as working full time, but I'm nearly, nearly at the end of this journey. Um, and it's been amazing. And well, I've got a little bit of spare time. I've been putting a book together. <laughs> when you've got a little bit of how on earth do you manage all of that? Do you not sleep or how are you fitting all of that? Or are you just super organized? How do you do it? Um, I am pretty organized, but I also, um, I don't have any distractions. I don't have any children. So I've, I've got a cat. Uh, I live with my partner. Um, so I'm very lucky that I do have a lot of time for myself. And, uh, you know, I I think if I I didn't have, um, you know, that time, then I wouldn't be able to achieve this. But my my 
my babies are my photographers, you know, my cameras. Yeah. Um, that's what I spend most time with. Are you just super disciplined though? Because it's like, it's enough to do your masters that would do my head in, but you've got a full-time <laughs> job as well and you're doing the photography. So just from like, so I think doing a masters would be the equivalent of having a family of six to look after as well. <laughs> so how do you, how do you find the time for photography? Obviously you're not getting six hour stretches where you can go out and sort of, you know, casually do a shoot. Are you just sort of stealing bits of time here and there? I do, yeah. Um, I mean, I am incredibly disciplined. I always have been, and I think that's part of how my brain works. Um, but I've got a little studio set up in my attic, and, you know, it only takes me, you know, 10, 15 minutes to get a couple of shots. So if I if I feel like taking some images, I go up into the attic. I've got everything set up, and I just play around with stuff. Um, but I don't just do the photography that I've done for the book um I just I've always got a camera with me um I look after my uh, one of the university twitter accounts and I'm always trying to use more images for that as well so I'm always walking around campus or around Dundee to get images for our twitter feed as well and and how has that been like just having that camera with you at all times in terms of you being able to see images what what has that taught you it just it may, it's taught me what I what it's what is I don't know whether it's taught me but I think what I've learned is it's part of me you know having my camera anything that can take an image is part of me it's part of who I am um, and it just enables me to bring a little bit of the world to people that wouldn't normally see it and I think that's a great gift to have. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is indeed. I just want to backtrack a little bit because I'm intrigued by the bio that you sent through to me. Uh, fast cars, living like a rock star and meeting Bon Jovi. Where do I begin? I want to know about the driving fast cars. What What's that about? Um, well, in my 20s, I was a bit of a petrol head and um, I was lucky enough to work in an industry that paid well and um, one of the first things I did when I started making money was I went and got myself a fast car. What was that? And it was a Mazda MX-6 uh -huh. uh, 2.5 injection. Um, yeah, it was a, that car just shifted, you know, <laughs> and but the, the people that I worked with, they all had fast cars, you know, the, we had like this Porsche 911s. Um, there was um, really old Datsun Z260s. Um, it was kind of a competition um, who could get the fastest car. But I think my my mate who got the Porsche 911 beat us all. Yeah. Because yeah, when when I drove that car, it took my breath away literally. It's a... <laughs> and so, what was that job that you had at a young age that enabled you to go get into these fast cars? Well, I um. I was a graphic artist for a gaming company. Um, so, um, you know, I'd work on games for uh, the Nintendo, the Amiga, um, you know, just PlayStation. Yeah, I lived a life for about 10 years. So you did um, the graphic art for – is there any – do you want to – are you allowed to name a game that you designed or you, that, that people might know? Um, well, I I was involved in the first uh, Tomb Raider. 
You're uh, kidding. I used to play I, that. That's amazing. No way. The graphics on yeah. that were amazing. I wasn't very good, but I just remember <laughs> getting it and going, oh, my God, the graphics are so good. The yeah. graphics are so good. You did that. You worked on that. With a, there was a big team of us, but yeah, course, helped yeah. help develop the character. Um, so yeah, that was probably my my claim to fame in the gaming industry. That's interesting. It all makes sense yeah. now why you've done this book. It was like the, it, it sort of all ties <laughs> in now. It, it makes me understand a lot more. That that and so, what was that time like? Because you 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 lived and acted like a rock star, as you say in your bio. But but, but what was it like? Were you going to? Um, did they have those uh, meetups where you you could um, uh, meet fans of the the games and things like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we you know we travelled all over um, when they had the big gaming shows. Um, we would be have our own little stand. You know, people could come and meet us. They could come and talk to us. We had. Models were hired that looked like Lara Croft. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, it, people think it was glamorous, but it it was great fun, but it certainly wasn't glamorous. Um, you know, we, we kind of worked in these dingy little offices. Um, you know, we didn't go out for days because we had deadlines. Um, but, you know, it was it was just a great, great time of my life. I was it's not like that anymore unfortunately but in the gaming industry but certainly when I was in it it was just we were very lucky very lucky so just p- paint a picture for for what it was like with like being in, like you would get a, a brief as like for what you needed to do for that week or that month how long would it take you to um start to finish create a game or was it different for each one to create the It was different it was different for each one. I mean, normally you were given around about nine months to create the game from start to finish. So that would be to design the game, to come up with the storyboards, um, to draw the graphics and get it all working, working with the programmers. Um, and then you would have um, crazy deadlines and you would probably have to spend at least three or four days before the game was finished, just as I said, locked in an office, playing the game, tweaking the game. Um and eating bacon butties cooked in the microwave and things like that, food, you know. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so yeah. it's not very glamorous. You don't get to see outside or drive your fast car. All that. <laughs> so where does Bon Jovi come into all of this? Um, well, I guess, you, you know, my, you know my love for John Bon Jovi. Yes. And, um, you know, you he, and he came. Both. I know, I know. <laughs> he came to play a show in Manchester and yeah. – um, I found out where he was staying and um, <laughs> kind of pitched up outside and there he was. There was nobody else around. I couldn't believe it. And, um, you know, we said hi and he spoke to me about the gig and whether I was going. Um, I hope, you know, he said, I hope you enjoy it. It's great meeting you. I actually thought he might ask me to go on the tour bus with him, but he didn't, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, Fantastic. I mean... Yeah, it's uh, it was great. It was great. But I've never met him since. I've seen him, but I've never met him since. Well, well, hopefully, uh, you know, when uh, this this book takes off, uh, you know, you'll be doing uh, some sort of project with him one day. <laughs> um, so, with the photography, when did that? Was it the the love of the graphic art? How how did the photography, um, the love of photography, develop? Was that something that you always had? 
It was, yeah. Um, you know, as I said earlier, I always had a camera and my dad was a keen photographer. He was very talented and um, he built a dark room in a shed in the back garden when I was younger, probably 10 or 11. And he would spend hours in there and I was always intrigued as to what he was doing. You know, if anybody came calling for him, the answer would always, he's in the shed. <laughs> And, um, you know, at school, I was lucky enough to do photography as part of my art class. And um, this is when I started to gain a real passion for it. Um, and, you know, how creative you could be uh, in the dark room. Um, you know, when I when I told my dad uh, what I was doing at school, he then took me to his shed and showed me all these amazing black and white photographs that he developed himself of my, you know, my, me, my brother and my sister. And, um, you know, he was chuffed that I'd started to take an interest in photography because it meant that he had a buddy to go out with. Um, and we used to go off many occasions and just take photographs and then go and develop them in, in his dark room. So he taught you how to develop film? He did, yeah, he did. And what was that um, and like? Then, did, did, like? Did you love that instantly? or I did. I loved the smell. I loved the, the fact smell. that, yeah, you could um, – when you saw the photograph coming to life, it was exciting. It was, um, I kind of, I miss that, you know, now everything's digital. But yeah, um, and when I went to art college to study graphic design, photography was a, a part of my um, study as well. So I already knew how to develop photographs when I, when I started studying. And, and do you think that... Uh having that experience in the darkroom made it easier for you to understand the process of editing digital files? Um, I think so, yeah. I've, I've, I think I, I have a, a bit of a natural ability to um, edit both in the digital darkroom and in the darkroom itself because when I, when I was studying, um, I was – you know, creating things that other students weren't creating because they didn't have that that background, they didn't have that creative thinking that I think I I bring to my photography. Yeah, and 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 was there a, who were the photographers? I mean, aside from your dad, who who inspired you as as you were um, getting into photography back then? Well, um, for me, um, music has always been a big part of my life. And so to no surprise, the photographers whose work that I loved, uh, renowned music photographers like Lynn Goldsmith, Mark Wise, Ross Halfin, Herbert Worthington, um, you know, to name a few. Mm. And one of the reasons what I loved about them was the stories. You know, they, they told stories of sneaking into gigs with a camera with 10 shots left on a film. They got the shots and uh, that got them started. But whenever I tried to sneak a camera into a concert, it was always confiscated and I had to collect it at the end, you know. So for me, it was like big fail, no big break, no stories to tell. But um, but it's funny because um, I've been speaking with Mark Wise um, recently um, and he wants to work with me um, on some um, project and also, you know, help him with his um, marketing as well i know i know and like a dream come true for you it was because um he approached me through well you know i'm quite sad i have this bon jovi tumblr account and um (laughs) (laughs) mark wise was um he joined tumblr about a year ago and um 
I was his first follower. So he got in touch with me and started asking me if I could help push his, um, you know, his auctions and things. And, um, and now he wants to work on some marketing ideas that he has for his photographs as well. So, um, yeah, it's very exciting. Good for you. That's And, and so um, when you started doing photography, was there – did you get any paid gigs back then early on or were you just uh, – did you continue on having um, day jobs and just sort of keep it as a hobby? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm one of these people, you know, I've done a lot of work, but it's always, oh, can you do this for us? There's no budget, but yeah. and it'll be great for your portfolio. Yeah, I've done loads of those. Um, but I think, you know, back when I started taking photography seriously, I, I based my whole style on album covers, magazine covers and editorial shoots. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people told me I lived in a fantasy world. They're probably right, because, yeah, you yeah, know, I probably still do. do. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But the only person that really always believed in me was my dad um and he told me you know never give up you'll always get you know you'll get a break one day and so I never did give up and in 2013 um I got my first paid job photographing a wedding uh, you know it was a great experience I still have fond memories of the day and I think it was then really that I started to drive my photography forward yeah and from there, where'd you go? What, what what else were you doing? Um, I was actually going to give up my day job. Um, really? Because yeah, I was because I thought this is it. You know, people have finally noticed me. I'm going to get paid for this. I don't need to worry about going into work. Um, and for a while, um, you know, things were going really well. I got a website, business cards. I waited excitedly for the work to roll in um as you do and then I waited and I waited um people made inquiries but they didn't convert into business right so you know then I started the questioning my talent the imposter syndrome kept mm -hmm. in um you know all the niggling doubts that everybody has yeah. um so then I had to hatch a, a different plan um I wanted to learn more about photography I needed inspiration and I needed a new direction. You know, I needed something. Mm. Um, and then by chance, I was looking on YouTube and came across uh, across a post, the image amplifiers. Um, and it was an interview with Eugene, uh, how oh. to break into the photography business. And <laughs> yeah, my life changed. Um, firstly, I wanted to shoot the actor in the video because he looked great. Yeah. Um, you know, and secondly, I was inspired by you as a person and a photographer. Uh, you know, this journey began four years ago. And, and in that time, I've grown in skill, confidence and experience. So it, uh, that, uh, I think it's a 12-minute YouTube video changed my life. Wow. I didn't know you were yeah. going to say that. I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Don't be, don't that's be really embarrassed cool. to me. That's, that's yeah. lovely to hear. That's, that's, that's yeah. really cool. So that, that, that kept you going. It did. It did. And, um, I, ever since I've, I've been working towards something, um, and the, you know, the ultimate goal is to become a full-time photographer. Yeah. I get at, at the moment, I'm lucky that I've got a really good job that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and that's just in parallel to to my photography. Um, it's not in place of. It's just something that runs alongside it. And you just like 
what your dad said to you was such good advice. You just have to keep going. Like a lot of people give up just before they're about to get, you know, somewhere or, you know, and they, 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 they don't give themselves enough time or, you know, and they expect it to happen so quickly. But it's not the case. These things take it's time. It's not. And they do. They certainly do. Uh, imagine had you had got some success uh, when you were much, much younger, do you think you could have handled it or would you have had the the same sort of wisdom or way of looking at things that you do now and could, like, we'll get to the book now, but um, do you think the book idea would have happened if you hadn't have had had taken this long to get there? Um, To be honest with you, no, I don't think it would have happened. I think I would have probably become – I don't think I would have been the photographer that I am now. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think people have a path in life. I do believe that. And I think the path that I've taken is the right path for me. And it, you know, my photography now is so much better. It's different. It stands out. Um, and it brings a lot of people joy. Um, and I don't think I would have had that had I taken up photography full time. Um, you know, when I was in my twenties. Yeah, I agree. I think I think if there's one takeaway from everyone listening today, it's that things happen when they're supposed to happen, and uh, yeah. you just need to wait. And like, rather than getting caught up in the end result, what you want is uh, like, I will be happy when. Just enjoy the the ride and uh, enjoy enjoy the work. And I think when you see uh, someone like you who clearly loves what they do and your work does bring – like I can't tell you how much joy I've got out of um, looking at your images and I can remember the the first time you started putting up these – sharing these images from the book uh, and even the – the pre the testing images that you were doing before it became a book I'm just like oh my god (laughs) like I've never seen anything like it and it was just like it made me so happy and it's the simplest thing and and I'm so glad that you're you're doing it and and you waited until now for that to happen so let's get into uh this uh beautiful book that you've uh been working on where where did the idea come from well again you know just just it was um one of the the um podcasts you did and you spoke about using a you know like a figure i think you you mentioned lego to test your lighting yeah um and i started looking at those artist um wooden figures that you could get um you know, I thought, oh, I'll get one of these and I'll start, you know, pausing it and seeing where the lighting, you know, changes. And and then I thought, you know what, I want something more. And I actually had a 12-inch um, figure of Bruce Lee. And he was he was my – I'd had it for years. I, I bought it years ago and I kind of think, oh, I've got a figure. You know, I'll pull it out and I'll see what it looks like. Um, and he – you know, I started working with him and um, – I kind of, I, I wasn't, I didn't like the detail in his face. He was very flat. So I, I kind of thought, you know what, I'm going to see what's on eBay. I'm going to see what I can find. And I came across 
this um you know Brad Pitt head sculpt from <laughs> Fight Club and it's one of my favorite films and he's one of my favorite actors and I I kind of I got it and I thought oh this is cool I, and I started my favorite think, bread too that's my favorite uh, bread yeah. era the just, Fight Club if I had, had to pick one so uh and and so uh for those who are not uh bread aficionados <laughs> Uh, Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Brad Pitt, of course, is a, a an American-based actor, and uh, he did a movie called Fight Club, where I think he 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 got his body fat percentage down to like some ridiculous amount, like six percent or something. So yeah. it's just basically muscle and skin. So you just see uh, he's very well defined, and uh, he spends this movie uh, a, a lot with his shirt off. Uh, in Correct. his fight, it's it's the sexiest version of Brad ever. So you've got this Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Uh, how tall was that figure? Uh, he's twelve inches tall, hmm. uh, so and, it's one point six scale. Yeah, right. And so, what do you do then? Um, well, again, you know, you can see it coming through. There's a pattern here. I had one of your books um, using flash yeah. and. Um, and portraits, and I started looking through some of the um, the shots you'd taken. So I thought, oh, I'm going to see if I can recreate this shot. Um, so I took some of your images and I recreated them with Brad, and I set up the lighting, and and then it kind of it escalated because you had a shot with a guy and he had a suit on and a basketball or something. I thought, I need a basketball. So. You know, it kind of went from there. I started ordering all these little accessories, so and um, yeah. Where, where did the accessories come from? Because you had like you had suits, you had jeans, you had it yeah. was nuts, and they just kept rolling out. Like you were posting these in the gold community, and I was just killing myself laughing, but at the same time going, "Oh my god!" Like I know this is a doll of Brad, right? But yeah. What, how come his expression changed? And I'm like, are these different dolls? You're like, no. <laughs> so it's like we're obviously looking at these with our own filters and everyone would see something different, but I swear his facial expression changed. Like he'd be pouting in some, he'd be angry in some, he'd be smouldering in some. He looked different in everyone. How yes, on yes. earth does that happen? <laughs> You know, Gina, that that is just with the lighting. It's about, it's honestly, it's with moving the light around. And this is what was so important for me is is working with a single light and moving it around. And wherever you placed it, you could start to see that his expression would change. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. So, so you're up in your attic alone. Um, What what's your partner thinking at, at at this point? You know, are you crazy or are oh, you going off to play with dolls again? <laughs> well, it kind of, no, she's been very supportive, you know, but it, 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 um, I've had a, I've had a, a great deal of support for this. Um, I think probably it was like, cause I was ordering stuff all the time off eBay. <laughs> you know, the postman was always dropping off like, you know, three or four parcels at a time. And then like, you know, it was a case of, what have you been buying now? You know, what's this for? And I said, yeah, but he needed a guitar, yeah. you know? <laughs> there were skateboards, you bought guitars, there were shoes, uh, uh, park benches uh you had like yep. forest gump you did a forest I gump uh, so you got the park gump, bench yeah. and the suit and just the attention to detail do you think that's some um, 
from the the sort of the gaming background because I, I, I kind of see a tie into that obviously you need that attention for detail to be uh you know a graphic artist for for those gaming uh, absolutely yeah absolutely yeah i mean because of my 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 brain works like that and that, that you know being a graphic artist um it is all about the detail um and i think you know it's very frustrating when you set up a shot and you notice something's slightly out of place yeah um it is all about the detail and i think my background um has lent itself to to um the way that i've done this book and even putting the book together i've spent a lot of time um i work with the printers um you know i went to meet them um and it was all about the detail it's a small detail that takes the time it's all because those, yeah, it's all those one percenters, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, the book has a, a very unique spine on it, so that when you fold it over, it doesn't crease. Um, so again, it's all about looking at the details and how it would work when somebody was looking at it, and so that it would always look nice and pristine. Wow. Because some yeah, some books you buy um, once you've thumbed through them a few times, they they look tatty. Or, um, you know, they start to look, um, you know, marked and things. So we've gone from a, for a very high-end finish so that the quality will remain. It certainly is very beautiful. I want to just ask you a couple of questions about, like, how you shot these. Uh, so were you using – I think you started with continuous light, is that right? And then you moved to flash or um, – I have a mixture. Yeah. I – Depending on what I'm trying to, um, what kind of image I'm trying to get will depend whether I use flash or whether I use um, one or two lights. And and we kind of had to workshop a, a little bit with uh, uh, working with depth of field. So what, what were some of the challenges uh, of working uh, with miniatures and getting the background right and getting the depth, depth of field? What, what did you discover in that process? I think one of the biggest issues that I had um, was getting the focus right on um, it. Certainly when I had like the four people in the same shot mm. and um, I know that I, I asked for a lot of information about that and I got some great advice in, in the community. Um, and that's one of the, was one of the biggest challenges was the um, getting the focus right. Yeah, because when you're shooting at that macro level, even like a like a half a millimeter is going to make a huge difference. Every everything is magnified, so you you, yeah. you probably what what f stop were you shooting uh, the majority of your shots at? Um, I think when I when I was shooting group shots, it was around about f eleven mm. to f sixteen. Um, and some of them I managed to get away with at f six. Um. So anything anything lower than that would start to, um, you know, the focus wasn't right. And and what what lens and camera were you using? Um, I was using I've got a Nikon D seven fifty, which is a full frame camera, and um, I my lens is moved from fifty mil to eighty five. Right. And are they macro or you just like trying to get as close as you can? Yeah, trying to get close. One of them, um, I, I have a 70 macro, 
but what I really needed was a hundred. Yeah. Um, but I never actually invested in it. Right. Because so I'd got spent all my it. money. Yeah. Yeah. I spent clothes. all my money on <laughs> clothes and toys. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, your how much have you learned about lighting in doing this and working on 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 scale photography? Do you, do you feel more confident lighting um, full size people now, or are you just not interested? Oh, you definitely. just want to stick with. Uh, like scale no no I mean one of the reasons why I, I did this project and why I use this scale was because they are a great representation of real people and I want I want what I would ultimately love to do is to recreate this book with real people <laughs> you know because that's I love editorial photography yeah. um, and you know man if I if I could get you know to shoot Brad Pitt for real. I mean, oh, for sure. I'm coming to assist you if that happens. I will hold <laughs> yeah. the light for you. I think that's full That'd circle, don't you think, Christy? I think like, it certainly is. I'll be I think there it is for sure. Uh, <laughs> would he? What? Which Brad would you ask for? Any Brad or like any era? Or you happy with? I tell you, if we could recreate him in Fight Club mm -hmm. and he was up for it, then definitely that would yeah. be great. But I think he looks great at the moment. He looks um, great in any era, really. He does. He does, yeah. That would be fantastic. So um, what what were the takeaways for the, for the project for you and what advice would you have for anyone who, who's thinking of doing uh, something similar or embarking on a personal project and maybe having a go at putting a book out there? I just think, I think for me, um, I would advise anybody that if you've got anything that you want to achieve, anything that you want to do, then just go for it. Because for me, I've, I've always followed my dreams. I've never stopped following my dreams. And I would, add, you know, I just say to anybody, um, go for it. If you fail, you fail, but at least you tried. But I would say just go for it because what I've done on this journey you know it's been a very personal journey for me as a photographer but also for me as a creative person um putting a book together is something that I've always dreamed of um and I've actually done it and I'm incredibly proud of it and the feedback that I've got from family and friends and from the community as well Gina you know it's just been amazing um and it's opened quite a few doors um and you never know where it's going to take you yeah, so where to next? Are you like we've talked off air about some uh, exciting things that that are in in the pipeline? Are you allowed to talk about anything uh, with us here? No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, I, I as we were saying earlier, I have um, I've had a couple of people interested in working with me. Um, one of those people is a fashion house in Paris. It's amazing. Called, I know. <laughs> When I'm speaking it, I'm like, really? Um, yeah, so there's there's a fashion house in Paris called uh, Lords and Fools, and they create um, fashion for men and women, which is inspired by um, military. So they, they're very regal. They've got a lot of, um, you know, great-looking outfits that they create, and um, they created John Bon Jovi's waistcoat that he's currently wearing on stage um, as they tour around Europe. Um, so go and check him out. That's what they're doing. Um, 
and they they kind of said that they wanted to do something with me. So we um, we'll see where that goes. Fantastic! That like this is so exciting, and it, like. The th- the, the, here's the thing with a personal project it can only be your personal project so I think everything that you've done in your life until ne- until this point has led you to develop this particular style and shoot these images and like no one else is doing it it's not like you looked out there and thought oh here's something that I want to like copy or or do. it's it's entirely you and like your personality is all over these these images and like as I said like I I encourage your listeners if you like we've, we're sharing some of the images in the show notes and you can see sample images at uh, it's uh www.pepperloudproject.com and no, pep- all, sorry pepperloo pepperloo sorry my apologies yeah, pepperlooproject.com okay. uh we'll put all these links in the show notes and then you've got a uh, uh com slash photos slash herdstar and then you've got instagram is pepperloo project uh and you've also got another you've got a couple of instagram accounts uh and then herd with a star herd with a star and then you're also yeah, on twitter me. as well uh <laughs> at uh herd star so uh we'll put all those links and I'll, I'll share some of those uh magical images uh that you've done and uh it's fantastic it's uh, like congratulations i'm so chuffed you can tell <laughs> yeah I, thank you i'm really proud <laughs> of what you've done i can't wait to see uh this 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 book take off uh so you can if anyone wants to buy the book they can get it at the that uh pepperlooproject.com right Correct. Yeah, it's available. Yeah, and it will be on it'll be on Amazon soon as well. So, oh, amazing! A, a yeah. bestseller, hopefully. Uh, well, <laughs> thank you so much, Christy, for taking the uh, time to chat with me today. It's it's awesome. I'm I'm I, I can't wait to see what you do next. No, it's been amazing. Thank you very much for inviting me. There we go. Christy heard such an awesome story and I'm so thrilled for her. You know, we've seen the book, we've seen the, the photos. They're just so clever. And of course, you should check it out at her website, which is Pepper Lou Project. That's Pepper, P-E-P-P-E-R, Lou, L-O-U, project.com. Uh, and it's just absolutely brilliant what she's done. And of course, it's so important to do your own creative projects. And that's exactly how this has started and then it's taken off. So mm. we encourage you to think about not just what's going to pay you, but hopefully something that will pay you in the long run, but something that you want to do purely out of your own interest and purely because yeah. it's something you want to create, you know, just from a creative point of view, you're interested in it. You know, share with us in the Facebook group what your personal creative project is i we want to know we want to know and it's the stuff that lights you up val it has to be Mm. because that's what's going to keep you going back and investigating further and keep you excited about the project and it's the stuff that's going to really make you stand out because no one thinks feels and sees the way you do and uh you know you could end up with a project and some exciting opportunities just like christy heard has 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what are you doing in the coming week, Gina? So I've got some telly to shoot and I'm uh, editing uh, some shots that are going to be uh, featured on some billboards. So it's exciting. Lots to keep me busy this week. What about you, Val? Uh, I am working on a com- on a commission um, of my artwork, so that is due. I'm putting the finishing touches on it because it is due this week. I have to get it finished, dried, packaged, and delivered. Sniffing and terps, then, is what you be. Do you do you work in? Um, no, I don't do oil, so I'm not no oil. But sometimes so, so- it's fun to sniff terps. No, it's not. I do have Acry- <laughs> Don't do this at home, kids. So it's acrylic. So like when you get yes. that on your hands, it's just mm. washes, comes it's out. Easy to, right? Yeah, it's relatively easy to come out. Yeah. Yeah, good. Mm. When you get it on your clothes, not so much. Really, it dries in, it bakes in. Well, it depends on how, how long you've left it there for. If right. you haven't left it there for very long, it's very easy to come. What out. do you paint in, Val? What do you wear when you paint? I, I, just I wear paint I wear an apron. For, you wear an apron. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter matter what I'm wearing, you know, what else I'm wearing, but I'm I wear an apron on top of it all the time because I was before I did that, I was getting paint on everything. N- not in overalls, I, I you know. I don't in, like in, overalls, they're inefficient. They are, aren't they? It's a lot of work wearing. You've got to really be committed if you're going mm. to wear overalls because it's all the extra work and you don't realize until you wear them how much mm. extra work is involved in in putting those on. I know. I know some people who do wear overalls when they paint, when they do yeah. their art, but I just can't. I'm happy with the apron. It's from the $2 shop. It's literally $2. And I find it really useful for other things as well. I wash my cat in it. <laughs> 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 so it doubles up as the cat washing apron as well. It is, yeah. It's very handy. So you've got like so, bits of hair mixed in with the uh, paint there. It's probably, you've no, probably got a no. work of art going on growing <laughs> on the front of your uh, over uh, uh, your apron there. <laughs> possibly, possibly. But, yeah, I washed the cat today and I wore the same apron, so there you go. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So um, where do we find you online, Gina? You can find me at ginamilitia.com. So that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And on social media, I'm at Gina Militia, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think that's about it, really. And if uh, you want to connect with me in person and uh, be just like Christy and have your own personal project going on, then maybe consider joining the Gold community. And so the Gold community, there's weekly tutorials posted so not only do I show you how to do stuff and and um you know the camera follows me around so I'm sharing my thought process about how I'm taking these shots but what the gold members are doing is they're before they do their shoot they're posting their question I've got this shoot coming up here's what I'm thinking and then we come in and we all workshop together about what the best way to light this would be where you could scout locations what uh, problems I might foresee and and uh, better ways to light better better uh, lens options that you might be able to use so you get to workshop everything and if you have any questions then you can ask those and then after the fact uh, we'll critique your photos as well. So if that's something you might be interested, check out Gold Community, GinaMilitia.com and click on Join the Community. What about you, Val? 
Yeah, it's fantastic community. You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to have a look at the aforementioned art, go to ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.